Hello, welcome to Basecamp for Men. I'm your host, Tony Rezac. This is the show that gives you insights and resources on how to live a more courageous life. We'll be looking at men, the current state of masculinity, and how to create a more inspiring narrative for all men. Welcome and let's get started. Hello, base campers. I hope you're all doing well and had a wonderful Christmas and New Year's. Uh, The break was really great for me, but I am excited to be back. Uh, Lots of family time and a reset of my creative juices. I'm feeling very grateful and inspired as we start this next season in 2023. It's interesting how the show has evolved over the years. What started out as a show to give men resources for their hero's journey has been transformed by the events surrounding the pandemic. I hope that men still hear stories and perspectives that challenge and resonate with them. However, the show is now as much about truth as it is about anything. Someone I just met the other day was asking me about my show and what it was about, and for the first time ever, I found myself answering like this. I said, it's an anti-woke podcast. You will hear perspectives on it that challenge the dominant Marxist narrative. My show is in service to humanity and to truth, and it is about freeing us from the fog of deception and old mental concepts constructs that have kept us in the dark. Pretty clear and straightforward. I also use myth and many voices to achieve this. You notice that I spoke of truth as opposed to me being right. I don't care that I've been right about issue X any more than I care that I've been wrong about issue Y. All of us, with no exceptions, have been fumbling around in the dark. This is the nature of the awakening, and it is truly a journey from dark to light, and it involves all of us. So to be clear about who I am as your captain on this show, my name is Tony Rezac. I was a longtime liberal for 30 years who now identifies as a pro-America libertarian. I believe in personal freedom at each and every point. I'm a no-bullshit kind of guy. Freedom is my essence. It's in my DNA from my ancestors who had freedom in their DNA. My love for our beloved America I proudly wear on my sleeve. My pronouns are burn these fucking Marxist lies to the ground. The tools I use are my heart, my love of humanity, my inner knowing, and my voice, which I pray will find your heart and your inner knowing. We have important work to do, you and I. Each human will play his or her part. Some will play large roles in this awakening, like Elon Musk and General Flynn and Donald Trump. You may not like these men, but you cannot deny that each are playing a huge role in our story. Others will play a mid-sized role. I guess I could be included in that group with a show that is growing its listenership and more people reaching out to me and recognizing my contribution. But small, everyday heroes are just as important. Even holding on to a pro-humanity stance and speaking your truth with courage and compassion around divisive issues can make a huge difference. Live from your heart, love humanity, and you're on our side. If you have no bandwidth for any of this and the only thing you find yourself talking about is work football and those crazy mega Trump people, You're going to be in for a rude awakening, my friend. My one question to you is this. How come so many people around the world seem to know so much more about what is going on than you do? Do you really enjoy being a late adopter, particularly when it's something as important as truth, food for thought, and a tiny little red pill for you? Here's a video of another walk away from Brooklyn. I thought it would help illustrate my perspective. I understand. Like, I'm a person from the left. Like I, I like grew up as a Jewish kid with a single mom in Brooklyn, in Park Slope, Brooklyn. I know the world. These are these people are my people. I know them. And I go, look, I know that kind of um, the the average left liberal person kind of unconsciously prides themselves on being 
the um the sophisticated ones the tolerant ones the uh non-bigoted pro-science people and then those right-wingers over there in their minds are the backward you know kind of like intolerant uh religious and anti-scientific rubes and we're the sophisticated one so i know it's got to be such a bitter pill to swallow that when it came down to the biggest scientific crisis in our lifetimes you got everything wrong and those rubes were so much more right than you were i know that's a bitter pill to swallow but you just have to swallow it you just have to because there's like no argument left at this point like lockdowns were wrong and mask mandates were wrong and closing schools were wrong and banning church services were wrong my god they closed playgrounds they closed parks they ran people off of beaches to go back into their home i mean they, you think they, clo- they closed down universities they sent college kids who were living amongst themselves back home with their grandparents it's just insane so and then they go the vaccines were not what they told you to say. The people saying you couldn't get it or spread it were wrong. And then the people mandating it when it didn't even affect how much you spread the virus, they were wrong. And then the people who, you know, go through everything is because you're just, you were wrong about all of this. And the people opposing you on it were right. And that's difficult. I know that's a difficult thing to accept, but it's just, there's no other. And this is what's interesting about this article. It's like acknowledging that without having the moment that you're supposed to have when you acknowledge that. Not all of my upcoming episodes will be this pointed, but I want to state right off the bat that the spiritual and information landscape is changing, and the tools and approaches we use to awaken people in 2020-2021 will be sharpened and altered for the 23-24 run. The world we talk about at the conclusion of 2024 and beyond will be vastly different. There is no going backwards. We press on together with truth and love of people and freedom as our guide. And you can ride along as long as you like. You're a welcome passenger and participant on this show, regardless of political orientation. I deeply respect the process that you're all in. I know it's challenging. That is the nature of the hero's journey. And I will be speaking to you as much as possible from inside this myth as a guide and fellow traveler. We will not always be on the same path, but make no mistake, my friend, all of our trails lead to the summit, and we will be confronting dragons along the way. Fear of change, fear of ego death, fear of being ridiculed, fear of leaving your old buddies back at base camp, and fear of the unknown. And there is a question that is emerging. Where is this story taking us, and what is my unique role? These questions and others have emerged in us from inside the myth itself. If a race of scientists from another planet studied us, and I believe we are being studied this way, by the way, and they had to capture us in a small synopsis to report back to their superiors, this would be a good way to do so. Quote, they are a courageous tribe, these humans. They start in the dark and move towards the light in successive generations. Their one monomyth that we found, the one that defines them more than any other, is one they call the hero's journey. It is a myth amongst all of the people of their planet in all times. This myth brings forth unexpected leaders and acts as a compass for all of them, working both consciously and in the deep unconscious realms of their people. It is fascinating that this myth appears to sleep in each man, woman, and child until it is birthed in each individual. Once this myth is awakened, 
mission, it seems to spread much like a fire, lighting a recognition in one another, and then another, and then another. This seems to be how these humans reach their ultimate destiny in the transcendent divine realm, unquote. Are you with me? Quick question. Has it dawned on you that you've been an unwitting participant in a new form of warfare, one they are calling 5G? a battle for the minds, hearts, and souls of the citizens of this incredible planet, and it is by all accounts an epic battle. Humanity is waking up. It is now just dawning on some that the globalists and our own government don't like us very much. They don't have our best interests at heart. This includes the government-run indoctrination schools. To be honest, at this point, trusting the government or the quote-unquote health authorities does not speak well of your discernment, not to mention plain old common sense. 2023 promises to be quite a year. We're already off to an epic start with the Twitter files released by Elon Musk, and they are showing the massive corruption and collusion between Twitter and the FBI to censor the Hunter Biden laptop before the 2020 election and then muzzle anyone who questioned the official narrative coming out of mainstream media, Big Pharma, and the vaccine rollout. Next up for Twitter is the Fauci files, who we already know is a deeply corrupt globalist mouthpiece. Twitter will show his role in the creation of the COVID bioweapon used against we the people. And still lurking is Musk's commitment to keeping children safe. Remember what he said? He said the safety of kids will be Twitter's number one priority moving forward. The rumor is that Twitter is an absolute cesspool of kiddie porn and pedophilia with gatekeepers like Yoel Roth. A dark, dark secret looms over Twitter, and Musk has promised to bring a spotlight down into the basement for all to see. I, for one, cannot wait. Burn this shit down, I say. I think it will be so shocking that people will be unable to look away. Musk is doling out red pills like some crazy cute genius, exposing the lies, corruption, and agenda of some entity that does not like humans nor human children very much. Spiritual war, indeed. Don't believe me? Here's a quote by former FBI director J. Edgar Hoover, who's a pretty smart guy. He said, quote, the individual is handicapped by coming face to face with a conspiracy so monstrous he cannot believe it exists. The American mind simply has not come to a realization of the evil which has been introduced into our midst. It rejects even the assumption that human creatures could espouse a philosophy which must ultimately destroy all that is good and decent, unquote. To be fair, I'm not sure these psychopaths are completely human. We don't have to jump to conclusions, simply hold the possibility that maybe they disdain us because they know we are completely unlike them. That brings us to a short video from Joe Rogan. I'm not judging you for getting the experimental shot. I'm really not. You did it, now you gotta move on. Don't get any more is my two cents worth. Have you seen all the young people collapsing with heart attacks? Or the athletes who have keeled over with vaccine-induced myocarditis. It's all over the place, except, of course, on the globalist-controlled mainstream media. I even saw they were trying to float a story that all of the sudden deaths, what Google is now referring to as sudden death syndrome, was due to climate change. <laughs> you got to be fucking kidding me. How dumb do you think people are? These collapses are happening all over the place in like 65-degree weather or indoors. But yes, it must be climate change. Thankfully, this attempt got laughed off the internet by Anons, truthers, and people with plain old common sense. 
And Dr. Simone Gold posted that since the rollout of the experimental mRNA shots, more than 1,100 athletes under the age of 35 have died from cardiac arrest. Man, oh man, think about that. It's unreal. It seems every day brings another young person, celebrity, or athlete collapsing with myocarditis or cardiac arrest. Do you not find that as odd as we do? After all, athletes are the cream of the crop in terms of health, conditioning, and vitality. And for the record, I was never really an anti-vaxxer, although everyone called me out as that. The principle I stand for is freedom, as in freedom of choice. I don't care if you want to trust Big Pharma or Tony Fauci and pump a bunch of shit into your body. That's your call, bro. I just didn't like what I was seeing, so I refused. I was hesitant. My issue was how damn... Damn near everyone where I live sided with the corrupt globalists in their attempts to make the experimental shots mandatory to live your life, to travel, to work in your job. And at least at the beginning, many were cheering this on. I just didn't get it, man. It reminds me of a meme that came my way that goes, quote, everyone thinks they would be Oscar Schindler if they lived in Nazi Germany. COVID has shown that most people would support the Nazis, unquote. Oh, and here is that Joe Rogan clip for your consideration. Put this up. This woman tweeted, I will never regret the vaccine, even if it turns out I injected actual poison and have only days to live. My heart and is was in the right place. I got vaccinated out of love while anti-vaxxers did everything out of hate. If I have to die because of my love for the world, then so be it. But I will never regret or apologize for it. It's a fascinating perspective. And it's also a fascinating perspective that this person claims to be about love, but has the most uncharitable view of people who didn't get vaccinated, they, that everyone got anti-vax out of hate. The idea that I didn't get vaccinated out of hate, I find so ridiculous. Like, I don't hate anyone. I am a loving person. I do it on purpose. I go out of my way to be as charitable and as kind as possible. And when I don't, I feel very disappointed in myself. If I make any decision or a statement that I feel like doesn't align with that, maybe flippantly in the moment, maybe joking around, I've, I'm very disappointed in myself. I'm very self-critical. When I see something like that, I'm like, that is ideological capture at its highest level. Because put that back up again. So what, what you're, you're seeing... One of the things that she's realizing here is that there is a narrative. And one of the narratives is the vaccine might be bad for you. So she's saying, even if it turns out I injected actual poison, the idea that you wouldn't be upset that you were duped into injecting actual poison when you were thinking that this was somehow going to save people and save the world is so insane that that wouldn't bother you. But you are uncharitably categorizing all people who are hesitant and getting an experimental medical intervention that's never been tried on mass amounts of human beings in human history and that there's no long-term data to suggest anything. Safety, dangers, risks... And also, if she's a doctor, a medical doctor, she should know about the VAR system. And she should know that although there are people that report things that turn out to not be correct, there's a very low number of vaccine injuries that get reported 
in respect to the actual number of vaccine injuries that take place. And in, in the past, that number has been estimated with previous diseases to be in the neighborhood of 1%. So for every 100 people that has a vaccine injury, one of them gets reported into the VAR system. I don't know what the number is with SARS, COVID-2. I, no, I don't think anyone knows because we hear stories. I mean, it's so anecdotal. I don't even, I, I, I hesitate to even discuss it. You know, oh, I know this guy and he had a stroke and the, you know, they knew it because of the vaccine, but the doctors wouldn't put that in the VAR system and they refused to put it in the VAR system. You hear about all these stories. And then you hear about financial incentives that were in place to not just say that someone died from COVID, but that different financial incentives were in place to, to use certain protocols, medical protocols and treatments. So they were in financially incentivized to use certain things, certain medications. And then if the person was treated, if the person was ventilated, there's more financial incentives. Remdesivir, there's different things that there was financial incentives in private hospitals. So these are businesses and these businesses run a lot of them. You know, it's very it's a very precarious business. They're not necessarily always making money. And this woman's take on this is my it's it's in my opinion is this perfect encapsulation of this ideological capture that you see on social media, particularly on social media. Because if you do say something on social media, even if it's correct about something like the pandemic, something very controversial, the, the sheer amount of people that are commenting on it, you're going to get a certain amount of them that are going to be very hateful and angry at your perspective because it doesn't align with their perspective. And if you say in a virtuous way, you know, I got myocarditis from the vaccine, but I would do it again. And there's a lot of people that say that. I've seen a lot of people say, I have a heart condition now because of this COVID vaccine, but that is a rare and unusual occurrence. I took the chance. I knew that it was, there was a slight possibility and I am one of the unlucky ones. But I would encourage people to get vaccinated. This is also ideological capture. So you see that too. You see people say that too. And they say it to virtue signal. And they say it because people say, you are one of the good people. You did the right thing. You did your part. And then there's other people like Bill Maher who say, hey, I did the right thing. I did this because it was the right thing to do. I did my part. And now I'm realizing I've kind of been hosed. And you haven't given me all the data. And then when you examine the original data that came out about the vaccine that proved that it was safe and effective, you realize, well, hey, that wasn't good either. That data was not good. Not only was that data not good, but it's probably manipulated in a way that would encourage people to think that this is safer than it actually is and more effective than it actually is and does things that haven't been proven, like when all of the media was saying that it will stop the, the infections from happening, you will never get COVID if you take these vaccines. We saw that with the CDC. We saw that with Rachel Maddow. We saw that with all these people that came on television with no evidence, not only no evidence that it stops it, 
But now we know because that one of the um, main executives at Pfizer who had to testify, was it to the European Parliament? Was mm-hmm. that what it was? Where that woman was asked, did you test this to see if it stops infection and transmission? She laughed. She said no. Yeah. Did she laugh? She did. She did. Um, well, she said no, though. She did. She so, definitely did. So all those people that were saying when Biden was on television saying, you take these vaccines, you don't get COVID. And then he got COVID twice. Yeah. Like but, but all these people that said that were doing the dirty work of these corporations that had either willingly or unwillingly or unwittingly, I should say wittingly or knowingly or unknowingly, promoted this untruth. So Joe Rogan and I again are on the same side. The unvaccinated at this point are sort of looking around with some pride at having stood their ground against the greatest psyop of all time and basically emerge unscathed. I can tell you the NFL players are talking amongst themselves and they know DeMar Hamlin's collapse was due to the shot. NFL players are not stupid and they are world-class athletes that have a deep love of health in their body as that's their livelihood. They've been given a gag order and told not to talk to any of the media about Hamlin. Here is a tweet from Rogan O'Hanley who says, quote, today I received this message from a former NFL player. So many current and former players are scared of what this vaccine is doing to their friends and they're not allowed to discuss it publicly. I promised him that I would be his voice, but my God, what is happening to us? This is horrible, unquote. And here's the message he got from his friend, a former NFL player who says, quote, if I die from a sudden heart attack or drop dead, I 100% believe it was from the COVID vaccine I received in 2021. I want you to be my voice and fight for me if I somehow pass. This may seem extreme, but recently I've had more than a few people I've known to be healthy individuals just drop out of nowhere with no explanation. The vaccine being the thing they all had in common, unquote. And former NFL player Uche Nuarneri, I think he played for the Jacksonville Jaguars, also died suddenly at 37 years old. He had this tweet back in 2021. He says, quote, okay, let's get these vaccine mandates and vaccine passports up and running ASAP. We see children die every day. We don't. He's actually wrong about that. From the unvaccinated selfishness, pregnant women at risk too. They're not, by the way. He's wrong about that as well. Jail anyone who refuses to protect life, unquote. Oh, man. My condolences to his friends and his family. He and I would have never been friends in real life, but I don't wish this on anyone. And after the latest high school basketball player collapsed in a game, Tennessee Titan defensive end DeMarcus Walker tweets simply, quote, it's got to be these vaccines, unquote. Yes, it does, DeMarcus. Yes, it does. And another one, a famous bodybuilder, Doug Brignall, has died suddenly. He posted this shortly after receiving his COVID booster. He says, quote, I have enough confidence in the vaccine based on my research to get it done. Those of you who think the vaccine kills people can use me as a test. If I die, you were right. If I don't die and have no ill effects, you were wrong and should admit it, at least to yourselves. Better yet, you should admit that you were misled and tell the world who misled you so other people can avoid these fear mongers, unquote. What did he say? If he dies, we were right. That, my friends, has to be the world's most painful I told you so. And my condolences to his friends, his fans, and his family. I would like to finish with a few memes that came my way the past few weeks. The first one's by the great Carrie Lake of True Patriot Fighting for Freedom in Our Nation. She says, quote, America is exceptional because her people are exceptional. We have the blood of our founding fathers pulsing through us. 
Exceptionalism is in our DNA. Never, ever forget that, unquote. Thank you, Carrie, and thank you for your courage and your service. And from Candace Owens, who says, quote, we've reached a critical mass. Pejoratives like, quote, anti-vaxxer, unquote, and, quote, conspiracy theorist, unquote, no longer hold any weight. Joe Rogan unintentionally made the world realize that these words are mostly used to deflect from truth, unquote. And a fun one that came my way, it's, quote, it's not a game or anything, but in case some of you are wondering, the conspiracy theorists are up 17 to nothing, unquote. I like that one. It brought a smile to my face. And remember, base campers, in a world of propaganda and disinformation, the truth is always a conspiracy. It's good to be back. Thank you, base campers, and we'll see you around the fire next week. If you find value in our show and wish to show us some love, we are now making that very easy to do. You simply go to www.basecampformen.com and click on Donate Support Basecamp. You'll find an easy way to make either monthly donations for as little as $5 a month, or you can donate just once. We love the monthly donation and hope to build this up over the coming months, but any show of support is greatly appreciated, honestly. Thank you for your support and for helping to keep Basecamp as a resource on your hero's journey. That's our show for today. Thank you for listening. Men, good luck in all your endeavors and good luck on your hero's journey. This is Tony Rezac and you're listening to Basecamp for Men.